0: Welcome into two foreign drafts, Austin Gill here with Mike Rand. We got a special guest as well, Seth Galena, Canadian guy. He's a fantastic follow on Twitter. Follow him at at Seth Galena. Seth, how you doing today? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. I got my first Waffle House experience with Seth. Yes. It was a got the double peanut butter waffle and like six other things. It was not like the cleanest place in the world, but I had a good time. I mean, if you expect Waffle House to be the cleanest place in the world, like, <laughs> you should
1: know I thought know the, that waitresses nice. the waitresses yeah, yeah. were well, nice. The waitresses were nice. They uh, stacked me with the peanut butter, which I was great. A, I
2: had a great time. Got some nice peanut butter. Mike got a lot of peanut butter on his face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, you missed bored, all that. But. The, yeah, so Seth uh, you specialize in quarterbacks. You were a quarterback coach for quite some time, and uh, I first got to talk about Joe Burrow. I know you're a big Saints fan. Born in New Orleans, is that correct?
1: I'm born in New Orleans.
0: Middle name Avery. I don't based really can off
1: trust the his LSU takes. Then. Do, yeah, do
0: we do we you trust your be. LSU oh, this takes? This is the most
2: biased podcast you're ever gonna do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so talk to me about Joe Burrow. I, I think obviously going number one overall. You talked to the Bengals beat guys. They're like, yeah, he's going number one. Schefter came out today said they're not trading the pick. They are going to take Joe Burrow number one overall. How do you think his game translates to the Bengals offense?
2: I think well, like specifically to the Bengals' offense, I think it's interesting because I do think they have some skill guys uh, that can ball. The O line is the problem, but you know when you watch Joe Burrow this year, you saw him, you know, under pressure, be one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd hope that would translate to the next level. Um, I think that his knowledge of protection might help. You know, working with, um, you know you know, basically in the Saints' offense last year to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll help a lot. Now, you know, he wasn't calling the protections on the field that was from the sideline the coaches, but Mm -hmm. I think he still understood – where how they worked and where his issues were and stuff like that. So I think that'll translate pretty well. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he's
1: really good. Yeah, so. yeah he's been really good. But what, what if what do you see him being like? How good though in the NFL? Like a generational season, one of the, probably the best quarterback season in college football history that we saw this past year. But like, is there a way? Is there a chance like he doesn't succeed in the NFL? Like, is there a chance that we the guy we saw from two thousand eighteen is what then we see in the pros next year or down the line? Or do you think this is like? He is locked in. He is going to be a top-ten QB for... The I
2: think QB. they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame after this next year. <laughs> You're nice. putting him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> he's already in my Hall of Fame. No, I mean, look, there's always going to be a chance mm. because it's just one year yeah. of... of now, like you said, it's not just one yeah. okay year. It's there, one, there's, nothing
1: on, there's nothing bad on
2: this. Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the issues is his age. Mm. Like, he, college football, I, I, I mean, I'm might be talking out of my butt here but uh, college football like the average age of college football probably going down Mm -hmm. with people leaving early and he's a 22 turning 20 he turned 23 before the Oklahoma game I think Mm -hmm. so Richard Sr he's been around a lot that might be an issue playing against nineteen year olds. I mean mm-hmm. that that that's a big age difference. Mm-hmm. So if anything, it might be a product of that. I don't think so, because the accuracy is is, is superb, right? And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how old you are, or how you're playing against, if you can yeah. throw the ball to the receiver's hands you're probably in in a good spot there so i think it'll be okay but I, that was my kind of concern as the age
0: you do a lot of great work on twitter you know breaking down offenses and looking at strategy there i think another you know people bring up the age as a concern he's an older guy he has the experience all those things another thing is it was all joe brady it was all the system joe burrow just like lived off that system is that the case i don't think that's the case this guy was accurate like we said one of the highest graded seasons we've seen yeah. from a college quarterback there's no way it's all the system
2: well because i think the accuracy is for me the main thing and i, I remember watching. You know, we saw it in the spring game. Oh, here's all the stuff. Here's all the Saints stuff that he mm-hmm. that Joe Brady brought in, and I was like, okay, this could be interesting. And then they go go play as Georgia Southern, and Georgia Southern's not a good, you know, not at LSU's level. But he was putting the ball wherever yeah. he wanted to that game. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, the defense isn't great, but. If you isolate the quarterback play in that game, it's still really, really good. And then he goes the next week and torches Texas. And then and then the rest is history to a certain degree. You know, I think that the scheme definitely helped to a certain degree. I think all the empty stuff they did, defenses were just called defenses and not ready for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you need the trigger man, right? And and he was the trigger man this year. So, and I really like Joe Brady's offense that he brought. It's really fantastic. Um but Joe Brady really made that thing really go. Mm-hmm. How do you think Joe Brady's going to do in Carolina? I think it'll be interesting because I think just from a personnel group standpoint, he'll have to change because he was in 11 personnel, so three receivers, a tight end mm-hmm. running back. I, I mean, you I'm, you, you guys, yeah. I'm sure, have the stats, but I think it's something like, it must have been like 90, 95%. It was wild yeah. how much 11 personnel he was in. Can't do that in the NFL.
1: Some mm-hmm. teams do that in the NFL. Packers used to Packers would live in. Rams Alabama live with, in it, too. Yeah, with McCarthy. So, some teams will. And the funny thing
2: about the Rams is that what he brought, and, you know, the Saints don't really do this a lot, but what Joe Brady brought this year to LSU was those condensed sets from 11P where, yeah. you know, you get guys who, if you find guys who are kind of Like slot receivers tight end hybrids who can block but can get out maybe like a Cooper Cup type of guy Mm -hmm. and he kind of Joe Brady kind of had those guys at LSU obviously Thad Moss as a true tight end was Mm -hmm. a good blocker but Justin Jefferson and Terrace Marshall really good blockers and they really made that run game go more than you know kind of get added that extra juice to it so I think you could see a lot of stuff that you're seeing from the Rams in Carolina next year with Joe Brady and then you adding, you're adding, like, the Saints concept, weak side option and all the over routes and this and that. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting.
0: Now, let's move to Justin Herbert. I think he's been an interesting name. No, here. I don't want to stop talking
2: about Burrow. <laughs> no, you don't
0: want to stop. <laughs> I mean, Justin <laughs> Herbert's been an interesting name. I mean, we've seen Daniel Jeremiah drop his top 50. Today. He has Jordan Love over Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's kind of been solidified as his quarterback three behind Tua and Burrow for quite some time now. But there are some concerns in his game. Where are you at with Herbert? What are the flaws that you see? I mean, you know, it sounds simple but I think the flaws is
2: just like the it's gonna sound really bad but it's like this stuff you need to do to be a good quarterback and let's make the right reads and throw the ball accurately right (laughs) he's tall He's got a great cannon for uh, for a right arm. Great hair. I do love great the hair. hair. <laughs> the hair is fantastic. And honestly, like, watching him at practice yesterday, he's just tearing over his own O-line. Yeah, mm-hmm. so six, six plus. Yeah, he's bigger than
0: Colin Johnson, like, yeah, way more and is taller than Colin Johnson.
2: It's now. wild. Um, I think the release takes a lot of time. I was saying this yesterday to some friends, like, from the, the time he kind of decides to make... A throw to when the throw actually is made takes a lot of time, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he'll make up for a bit with, with how strong the arm is, but I don't think you can get away with that um, consistently at the NFL level. So I think he's got a lot to work with, uh, to work to do, to become the like, guy. I don't know how you guys feel about him. Mm-hmm. You guys are we're pretty on board. He's
1: going to go top ten, I would imagine, I but, but so, I don't too. think I, I would be the one wanting to take him. Top ten. Uh, have you seen anything like besides the release this week? Like, do, do you think this week was going to like impact his stock at all, or would it like change your mind? Yeah, I like, think. I, like if, like, I
2: think it'll impact him positively, mm-hmm. just because people love that type of quarterback. Yeah. Man, like, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you can't play. If you can if you look good. <laughs> if you look good. You're tall and, you yeah. 10, and anyway. What? what it so,
1: that worked for me,
0: really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is like the concern, or, like people say the offense at Oregon. Uh, was not the best offense for him, and I agree. It was like very lateral, a lot of horizontal, a lot of screens, and that's not where you know a guy with a cannon for an arm should feasibly win. What would be like a good situation for him? Or do you think like there's an offense that like he could succeed in the NFL? Where would you like? What schematically that's, would you would you want to drop tough. him into offensively?
2: You know, it sounds like a cop-out, but I kind of like a lot of the stuff that Dable did with, with, um, with Brian Dable did with yeah. Josh Allen this year. And obviously, they're kind of similar quarterbacks. Allen's probably more athletic yeah. and can get out there and, and move around a bit more. Sneaky, sneaky athletic. Oh, super sneaky.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's cop-out at all. I, I, I yeah. agree with that. Like, using concepts like I was talking to someone recently, like, take advantage of justin herbert's rushing ability take advantage of that mobility and athleticism because he's not you know there are going to be shortcomings and things like that with um what but, he's doing
2: but this is a funny thing with with josh allen this year was i kind of expected them to go into the year with more kind of qb run concepts and mm-hmm. i think they maybe they just tried to save him for for the playoff game against houston where they ran him a bunch mm-hmm. but yeah so i think that that's probably my landing spot mm-hmm. if yeah you know they can clone Brian yeah. Dable.
0: Shall we dive into Jordan Love? Yes. Oh, Jordan yes, Love, sure. uh, and I said this again, like, Jer- Jeremiah has Love over Herbert right now. I talked to Ted Nguyen of The Athletic. He's like, I think I'd be willing to take a shot on Jordan Love over Herbert because the, the the ceiling for Jordan Love is significant. People fall in love with the high end in his tape, but I need to first hear about the low end. There is some inconsistency yeah. in Jordan Love's game. Talk to me about that.
2: Well, I think he just misses, you know, I just watched all of uh, Jameis Winston's interceptions. Mm-hmm. And my takeaway was that Jameis Winston just goes blind for four plays a game. Same. And then, and then Love is kind of in that same boat where it's like he goes blind and then he doesn't see a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And the, and it's going back for six the other way. I think you get mesmerized by the high-end stuff, like you're saying, outside the pocket. Oh, my God, look at this guy moving around, throwing like this, whatever. No look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then maybe you got to be a little... Actually, you probably have to be a little better in the pocket mm-hmm. for me to little, yeah to trust you as an NFL quarterback.
1: You know, so do you, can you like so the things that he struggles at in terms of like not seeing linebackers, his footwork has been inconsistent, like yeah. some actually stuff. Can you can you fix that? Like personally, as a QB, no. <laughs> like I'm saying, like can can you fix things like that? So is that I, feasible? Do you believe
2: because, it? It's because like if we go back to Josh Allen, actually no, Sam Darnold is a good example mm-hmm. because Sam Darnold was a guy who. Didn't play a lot of quarterback, kind of in his younger days. Yeah. Came into the league really young. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was like a tight end in high school, and then only became a quarterback like as a junior in high school, and then you know two years starting at USC. So not a ton of reps. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was like, okay, well, when I watched him coming out of out of uh, USC, I was like, hey, he's he's a tight end who's playing quarterback. You know, the footwork was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was some natural ability in terms of the way he was kind of creating torque to throw powerful footballs, but the footwork was was awful. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, but it's just footwork, like right? If you have a quarterback coach, should you be able to fix that? And then I watched Arnold this year, you know, in his second year in the league, and it's still a lot of the same. He doesn't set his feet properly. His dropbacks are kind of banana. It's so to answer your question, I don't know. Like, I would love I would love to say yes. Mm-hmm but I don't see it happen enough Yeah. Uh, especially the last like five years yeah. or something you're like someone's... a big risk like you're
1: putting yeah. more risk in that
2: exactly Josh yeah. Allen hasn't changed yeah. he's, he's better because he understands mm-hmm. how to play quarterback in the NFL better but his footwork still the, the same as yeah.
1: all you know
0: that's such an important part of the evaluation process, too, because I think a lot of people who are like evaluators will hang their hat on, I can fix that, or I can coach that up. Like Tom Cable. Like Tom Cable's like, dude, yeah. I can fix this guy. He's an athlete. I can yeah. fix this guy. He hasn't done that a ton, <laughs> but like you can, you can overcompensate yeah. or be overconfident in your ability to fix things in a quarterback, in an offensive lineman, and I think knowing what you can and can't fix is like one of the bigger priorities as an evaluator. I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation with guys like guys who have sloppy footwork coming yeah. out or Jordan Love, like missing, you know, going blind. Can can you fix that? I don't know. It seems like a risk to try and fix it down the road. Alright, Alabama. Tua Tagovailoa. The injury, I don't want to talk about the injury at all. Yeah, I don't care. He says he's going to have a clean bill of health. All I have April. is notes on the injuries. Uh, <laughs> former doctor. You know? so I, I'm not a quarterback's coach anymore. I'm a doctor. He's and, uh, and he's <laughs> X-rays. Um, but with Tua Tagovailoa, I, I think the, the injury is kind of one of the few concerns. I mean, oh, oh, like he doesn't have a ton of red flags in his game, in my opinion. Where are you at with Tua? I like Tua a lot, and I think I'm I mean, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I
2: feel like we're kind of in the same boat. Where okay, a lot of stuff was schemed up for him for sure. The receiver talent is really good there, but when he had to make the play, he you know even from a, from a pocket, he was really light side. His accuracy is tremendous. So I'm 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 high on him. I think uh, you know I see him going the top five still, even with even with what well, you don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. don't
0: say it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I don't know how you guys feel about him. But. The interesting thing for me with Tua is, like, compared to you know, Burrow even, like, Tua as a true sophomore had NFL pocket presence, had great footwear, you know, like, was very consistent. Like, not a lot of guys do that as sophomores. Yeah. Like, you've seen, like, guys take redshirt junior year, senior Like, in recent years especially, like, not a lot of guys have been that polished as he was. And it's just yes, he didn't take like a massive step forward this year. Like he's kind of the same guy. He also was a sophomore, but it was pretty damn good. Yeah, it's still it's really like. Good. I think I do worry though about situation. Like it was as good as it gets in college football. Like is is that jump uh, from like what you've seen? Is that do you worry about guys who are in like very good, like great O line, great wide receiver core? How that transition is going to be?
2: When I watched him, I saw some NFL, especially in 2018, which I, I watched more of. Two of 2018, I saw some NFL concepts and being able to go through progressions and stuff. They ran a lot with Mike Locksley as OC. They ran a lot of, you know, what I call, most people call like drive or shallow cross concepts. So you have on one side a corner route or some sort of route to, to read off the, the corner back. And if that's not there, you know, he's gotta move his eyes back to the middle of the field and he's got two routes there and he's got you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they and they kinda of did it with different oh, players running those routes. And that that's NFL stuff, right? Yeah. And he was really good really, really good at that. And so that has to be translatable, right? Yeah. Like it has to yeah. be. <laughs> or else what are we doing yeah, here? Yeah, if like that's no. not translatable, then what are we doing here?
0: I mean what we see, I mean a lot of what translates is the NFL type of concepts, the NFL type of throws translate to the next level. If you are consistently accurate with the football, 10-plus yeah. yards down the football field, you're going to be accurate in the NFL. And I think same with that, and it's kind of hard capturing in the grades sometimes, but the decision-making between the two routes at certain levels of the field, when you're doing that kind of stuff, I think like the pocket presence that you yeah. mentioned, I think I agree with the fact that it does translate.
1: The NFL stuff brings us to Anthony Gordon. Though. It's a oh. good transition in terms yeah. of the air raid king that you have. Air ray takes on that you said going into this.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I watched him yesterday. He's I going <laughs> to be hot. He's going to be
1: hot. I watched him yesterday at practice,
2: oh, for, well, for two days at practice, and I didn't watch a lot of um, him this past year at Washington <laughs> State. But it he kind of just, it, you know, Josh Allen does the same thing. and He's not an a guy, but he does the same thing where he'll take the snap, take his whatever drop back he needs, and just sit there in the pocket. And, you know, you really don't want to be a sitting duck in the pocket because it, it kind of screws the angles for your offensive tackles and stuff of, of kind of forcing edge rushes away from you. And he kind of just sits there. And then if you, if you, if you couldn't see his legs as he's going through his reads, it'd, it'd be like he's on a segue. Like he's just going, kind of going like this, right? <laughs> so it, it's kind of weird. But what I really like about Gordon is his mechanics are really sweet. Mm-hmm. Very Jimmy Garoppolo-esque. He gets a lot of torque from his hips. Nice elbow slot um, when he throws. Can he play?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had the game against Utah that's, like, tough to watch. Like, it was, he just kept throwing it to linebacker. Like, he just kept, like, making awful decisions with football. But, like, you mentioned, like, some of his it does look pretty when the ball comes yeah. out of his hand yeah. some of it's like quick like just getting the ball out quickly and making quick decisions uh, he has that but like some of his tape is tough, yeah, tough. Like he- tough hearing to
0: quarterbacks over. coaches talk about mechanics and you're like drooling, as, like drooling out of your mouth talking about like hip <laughs> torque it just, the yeah, it, just, it just gets <laughs> you so excited and you're like dude it's just pretty hip torque I, I mean I get excited yeah. I mean the comp and the draft guide our draft, senior bowl draft guide on pff.com was Kirk Cousins how do you feel about that comp for Man, Matthew Gordon I, I, you know
2: what like I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan because mm-hmm. I don't think he's...
0: Talk to me about his torque. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: he's, uh, he's all right. He's got a good compact kind of throwing motion. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, like that's, that's the problem with me and <laughs> why you shouldn't have me on these podcasts because I'm so <laughs> biased towards like pretty-looking quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my Sorry, I, I, I got off track of it, but I have an air-ray take. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so one of the things about air quarterbacks that I th- feel... They have to kind of relearn how to play the position because they're getting so much, like, three-man rushes, drop eight, mm-hmm. where you can't throw the ball in rhythm. So, you know, you know, Gordon kind of sitting around the pocket not doing anything might be a product of the offense that he had to play yeah. in for, for all these years, right? So he's really going to have to relearn that stuff. And now as I transition back to Joe Burrow... Had to. Uh, I think this is actually your guy's stats, PFF stat, where I looked it up and first half of the season, his average time to throw was like 2.78 seconds, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. But the second half of the season is 3.15. Oof. So Burrow essentially became an air raid quarterback the second half of the season.
0: Because they weren't rushing as many people. Because teams were like, okay, we just can't play LSU. That Oklahoma game, they drop they back yeah. everyone.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, he, and so he just waits around and he makes yeah. a play. So... You know the difference between those an air quote unquote air raid quarterback like Joe Burrow and an air raid quarterback like Anthony Gordon is that Joe Burrow is able to still create big huge plays down the field even when no one's rushing. Um, You know Burrow was he could he could he could throw in rhythm and take a. uh, There's a good play against Georgia, the first touchdown pass against Georgia in the SEC Championship game. He could throw a flower out for four yards and maybe Clyde Edwards-Hiller turns it upfield for a first down or whatever. (laughs) But he's like, look, I know I can't get sacked. Because they're not rushing enough guys. Mm-hmm. So let me buy time. The corner route's not open. The fly route, yeah, I could throw, but whatever. Now he's looking back, and since there's so many Georgia co- people in coverage, yeah. I think Justin is trying to come across the middle. He gets mugged. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing there, but he just buys time and buys time because he has so much confidence in himself. Then he finds Jamar Chase, and he yeah. ends zone for a touchdown. You know, that's that's like once-in-a-lifetime type of quarterback play. So... You know, when Anthony Gordon not doing that, it's like, all right, well, he's just a regular quarterback. Yeah. I don't know know what his upside
1: is on that. (laughs) Yeah, you're not getting – he wasn't creating big plays with his arm and wasn't, like, getting outside the pocket and doing much in that regard either, so.
0: After Joe Burrow went on this, who is your kind of favorite quarterback that you think has, you know, the best opportunity in the NFL? Is it Tua? I think it's still Tua. (laughs) I still
2: really like Tua. I find he's a little, like, going back to, like, mechanics. I think he's a little, like – his mechanics are mechanical in a sense mm. and i think that comes from
1: him not being left-handed. yeah <laughs> <so> him, like <laughs>
2: uh throwing with his non-dominant hand yeah <laughs> uh so it looks a little weird but the ball comes out pretty good and and um, and yeah like i said when i watched him throw nfl concepts i thought there was there was a lot to like there so i'm still a big tua fan
0: there you go well uh, the waffle house takes area takes <laughs> and then Tua attack over as well really appreciate you having you on seth we'll have to get thanks. you back on again yeah. soon cool thanks guys